channel 10. <laughs> <laughs> we should be like CNN channel 10. And we used to think the people would catch on. No, but like, if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever, like, well, I didn't know that. Do it, yo. yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up? Hold on, man. What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby. In every hood, son. What up? Yep. CNN Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas is grown men. Bold face. Get in your face. Stay in place, yo, crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface, CNN, Network, Channel 10, it's on again, street niggas that's grown men, bold face, gather your face, stay in place, yo, once again, we are back, this is the Channel 10 Podcast, it is I, the almighty ARR, took in the building, and I'm alongside, Sing God Superior. And today we have a very, very, very special guest in the building by the name of King Shamps. What's good? What's up? What's up with y'all, man? What's going on? I'm glad to be on tonight. Man, we definitely appreciate having you on. Um, and I guess to get things started, um, we just, you know, want to just pose the question for the people. Who is King Shamps? I'll tell you right now, King Shamps is definitely a lyricist. I'm definitely an artist that puts my all into my music. I'm definitely a real nigga at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I stand by morals, something that a lot of people don't do anymore. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just a, a real dude, man. Just a, a guy that's out here just grinding. You know what I mean? Making moves. You know what I mean? And, and just trying to put it on as many talented people as I can. You know what I mean? And um, just work hard, man. That's what King Shams is. King Shams embodies that. Hard work, ethic, you know what I mean? Motivation, and most importantly, bars. Yeah, you know I mean, I pride myself on that shit. So, at the end of the day, in a nutshell, that's what King Shams is. You know what I mean? Just a just a young nigga making moves, man. Yeah, you know I mean, that's what's good. That's what's good. Um, now, how did you uh, get introduced into hip hop and doing the music thing? You know, to tell you the truth, me and my brother Zion, who's um our producer over here at Dead Wrong Records. You know, what I mean, my blood brother. We do um all of this shit on our own. So we grew up listening to all kinds of music. You know what I mean? From, you know, a Tupac to a Led Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Like having that kind of wide range of music. And we just loved hip-hop, man. Like growing up listening to, you know, Ready to Die, Life After Death. You know, um, All Eyes on Me, Illmatic, Reasonable Doubt, you know, Liquid Swords. Like I could go on and on. You know what I mean? Because we're so um, embedded in the culture. You know what I mean? And really just pushing shit. You know what I mean? Just really looking for avenues to continue to make good music. So we just grew up just listening to the greats and just aspiring to be great. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely how we like got into it just from an early age, like eight and nine. I remember like me and my little brother making tapes, little cassette jaws off the karaoke machine. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, really yeah. like pushing hard. Yeah, man. You know, just getting little instrumentals, you know, uh, Rapping to the bounce by Jay-Z, putting on cassettes, you know what I mean? So we've been doing it for a while, man. Definitely been doing it for a while. Mm. Mm. And um, where does the name King Shams come from? Well, I'm Muslim. So uh-huh. at the end of the day, Shams means leader mm. um, in Arabic. And, um, you know, I always was raised as the king for my mother and my father. Yeah, I mean, I feel that we all are kings and queens at the end of the day. And we got to have that certain kind of respect and and guard that kind of respect. So I just put two and two together. And, you know, 
just having it as a nickname growing up, you know what I mean? And I just figured, hey, why not? You know what I mean? Let's just stick with something that, you know, people know. And it's definitely something different to the outside looking in. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what a chance. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the first time I got asked that. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. what I wanted. I wanted something that was different and, and something new, something refreshing. You know what I mean? It's too many littles, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> We we had to do something for the Kings, man. So that's that's right. definitely where my name like derived from. Definitely, that's what's up. And um, I was listening to uh, your project, King of Kings, and um, you uh, mentioned going to Mecca. Um, so I was just wondering, what was that experience like, and uh, what type of uh, what type of effect did that have on you? Nah, you know, it had the craziest impact on me. Period. You know what I mean? When you're going to these different holy lands and going to these different holy places and really just, you know, soaking in the culture of the place. You know what I mean? It's a crazy experience. You know, I remember going to Egypt at 13 years old. You know wow. what I mean? Mm. And it was the great, yo, when I tell y'all bros, man, like it was the craziest shit. Like the pyramids is on a hill, my nigga. You know what I mean? Like you got to drive up a whole fucking hill to see these things. And they're like three miles apart. And, you know, when you're talking about going to the different holy lands of Jerusalem and Mecca and all these different places, it's just an experience that you can't forget. And I was young, you know what I mean? So I just soaked it in and was like, yo, I want to live like this. And I said, what can make me live like this? What can make me travel the world and be able to experience different things? Like I had camel burgers. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and that's, yeah, and it's good. It's good. I'm not going to hold you. It's really good. Like, it ne- tastes like beef with a little spice to it. <laughs> Never knew that existed. My first time ever hearing yep. about a camel burger. Yeah, no, it's, it's banging, man. And, you know, when you're overseas, it, it's funny how, you know, especially African Americans are respected, I would say, um, because they understand the struggles that we've dealt with in America. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they kind of lean towards us more so because it's like, oh, you know, they've been impoverished like we've been impoverished. You know, we've um, been berated by the society just like they've been berated by society. So it's like, it's all love at the end of the day. And it was just a life-changing experience, man. Like, I'll never forget it. I remember calling my mom from the hotel, like, yo, I'm right across the street from the fucking pyramid. It's like, Wow. Crazy. Yeah, you know I mean, like, just imagine just sitting right across the street from me. Yeah, you know I mean, so it, it it was a crazy experience just traveling the world and going to different places and eating certain foods, just being cultured. You know what I mean? And that's something I always wanted to hold on to. Mm. Uh. Now, um, and I guess you know, you going to like to these kinds of places and becoming cultured, uh, for lack of a better term, at an early age makes sense. Uh, you know, thinking about the first. Um, hip hop album that you got, and I, and I think it was the Electric Circus, right? Commons uh, album. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like so. Um. So who? So, uh, I guess who gave you? Um. Who gave you Electric Circus? And you know, it's it's a pretty eclectic album, um, especially during that like for the time. And so, how did the, um, the weirdness of the album have have a, have an effect on you musically and when it came to your outlook on hip hop? And I guess just like. Afrocentricity, just in general. Well, you know what? I, I tell you, listening to Electric Circus, I got it for Kwanzaa, mm. um, actually, because, mm. you know, I'm, like, heavily embedded in that. Like, my parents, you know, they ain't play that shit, you know what I mean? So we was raised a certain way, and we understand certain things, you know what I mean? I, I definitely call ourselves militant gangsters, you know what mm. I mean? Because we, we still in the street with it, but we understand what we're facing, you know what I mean, consistently. So 
when it was brought for Kwanzaa, I remember just like popping it in and listening to it. It was the wildest shit I had ever heard. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is like all these, you know what I mean? Like these <laughs> crazy sounds, you know what I mean? I was, and I just started fucking with it. The one John I liked off of there was uh, Hustle. Mm. And um, Common just was going in, and Common has always had bars. Yeah, you know I mean, I think he's one of the most underrated MCs ever because what he's been able to do is not only be in pop culture, but you can't say he's not hip hop. Right. This is the yeah. same motherfucker that made I used to love her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I don't know how more hip-hop you can get, but I remember just listening to him and saying, yo, this shit is wild. And, like, right after that, it was, like, all eyes on me. So, you know, I'm, I'm listening to pop. And, and listening to the cultural references of it, I enjoyed it because Common was talking about something that was real. He was talking about the ghetto. He was talking about certain things that was going on in our environments. And I felt that now in music, we've kind of lost touch in that when we actually talk on the topics that's actually going to fuck on right now. You know what I mean? Um, I feel that street rap has lost its edge. Um, and not just street rap, but just busting guns and shooting niggas and fucking bitches. No, 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 not that. Just on some shit where it's like talking about it from a young G's perspective, like how NWA made themselves the ghetto reporters. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we don't have that anymore. So listening to the album, as well as other albums, like, you know, Illmatic changed my life. Yeah, you know I mean, um, listening to Memory Lane, I know it word for word. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it ain't hard to tell all these different songs, and it, and it just influenced me to the point. I'm like, yo, like, there's no way I'm gonna be a whack ass MC at all. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I, I don't know what that is. So, just listening to that and growing up, you know what I mean? Listening to the um, variety of music. <laughs> It really influenced us to really do what we're doing today. So I definitely thank my parents for that, really introducing me to music. You know, um, my mom, you know, played uh, the trumpet. My dad played the guitar. Um, I went to Settlement Music School here in Philadelphia, which is almost like a younger version of, like, um, going into, like, a Juilliard. Mm -hmm. So I went in there and learned the keys, you know what I mean, and was, you know, trying to learn how to play... uh, redefinition on the piano by most definitely you know what I mean like really trying to like fuck with certain sounds so nah man I, I've been engrossed in this culture for a while and, and those albums definitely like set off um, the motivation for me to really do music mm-hmm. now um, Philly is known for like being a home of some of the most vicious type of spitters and the whole battle scene out there. And then also mm-hmm. too, um, you know, there's a, a street rap, but it's a lot of consciousness to it too, or, you know, like real stories, not just shoot them in the head. Like when you listen to deep cuts from state property albums, or you go mm-hmm. when you listen to black thought and the roots or everything. So I was wondering like, what, what um, influence did that city um, have on you as well? You know, especially not even, you know, just the music, but, um, you know, with the whole move thing, like John Africa and everything back in the day, um, you know, what type of influences did your environment and the city have on you? I mean, I grew up during the time when they called Philly Baghdad. Mm. So you can only imagine, you know I mean, like the environment, you know, growing up in and being a young boy and really being in the streets. Yeah, I mean, almost like on some Nas type time where Nas was an educated guy, but the environment he was in, he had to get dirty. You know what I mean? And that's something that my brothers was forced to do um, to kind of get out here and learn the ropes and understand certain shit. So you listening listening to Beanie Siegel, you know what I mean? That was our soundtrack for our lives. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, what we do is wrong, but like our soundtrack. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, if we hungry, we said, this is up your kitchen. Like, we going to snatch them out your kitchen, nigga. You know what I mean? Because we hungry. This was the kind of life that we grew up in. You know what I mean? And looking at Black Thought and, you know, guys like the, the Roots, of course, they want more on the musical side of things. Don't get a fuck that Black Thought can, like, out-rap most of your favorite rappers. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Bar for bar. Yeah, he, he's vicious. Anytime you can get on a song with Big Pun and hold your own and probably have the best verse on some real shit, um, that definitely shows you get busy on the mic. So the streets definitely influenced our sound. You know what I mean? And we grew up during the Reed Dollars, Joey Jahad, Meat Mill, mm-hmm. Kaboom, N.H. Guerra. You know what I mean? With Beanie Siegel was riding the Aston Vanquish in the ghetto. You know what I mean? Sipping syrup and, you know, popping purse. Like, this was the, the street life that was going on during that time. So it was wild. Um, it definitely had its fun moments, but it influenced us as artists because we looked at how the game was shifting, where East Coast niggas were sounding like down South niggas. You know what I'm saying? And we wanted really to bring back that sound. You know what I mean? You know, we come from the city of JBM. You know what I mean? This is, this is a real city, and we wanted to embody that. You know, um, and not all, and also <clears throat> doing body, talking some real shit, talking some real situations. But it's like, yo, you know, you look at how a lot of guys try to, you know, misrepresent the city or, you know, disrespect the city. I'm like, hey, man, there's a lot of great rappers out here, you know, and growing up in that environment between like 03 and like 08, it was wild. So that's what really influenced our music. Like, you know, I, I lost like three friends at 16. You know what I'm saying? Like, back-to-back back in the same summer. So if that doesn't influence you music-wise or otherwise, just to look for something better. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what does. So listening to Beans and State Prop and, you know, your black thoughts <laughs> and really listening to all the different battle rap that was going on, I grew up being a big fan of it, still am to this day. So it definitely influenced my style, my edginess, my ruggedness, you know what I mean, and my rawness. And that's what we're trying to bring here at Dead Wrong Records is that same kind of, like, intensity. I feel like music doesn't have that same intensity it once was. You know what I mean? I feel like it's more of, like, you know, everything is happy-go-lucky and poppy, and guess what? It's a place for that. But we can't forget the state props. We can't forget, you know, your bad boys, your death rows, your, your rap a lot. You know what I mean? You can't forget these kinds of um, monumental moments in music. You can't, like, deny that shit. So the thing right. is, growing up and listening to them guys, it was like, oh, no, I'm going to do that shit. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be the best I can be at it because you coming from the home of the spirits. Philly is known for that. Like, right. everybody on my block can rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody. You know, he one guy may sound like Nas, but you got another guy that, you know, sound like a Meek Mill with better lyricism. Or, you know, you'll, you'll have a guy that's, um, you know, spitting that, like, hard rap. You know what I mean? Like, that reality rap is what we call it here. And um, it, it definitely influenced me, man. I hope I ain't long-winding, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, nah, nah. What part of Philly are you from? I'm from West. West Philly. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Um, and I haven't been out there in a while, but um, you know, I see Lil Uzi Vert popping now. So I was wondering, like, now I know that Philly is like known to be the home of the spitters and everything, but you know, are things changing in the city? And is there like a new emerging scene with the young kids? Or I'm gonna tell you, man. You know, um, I'm a brother that doesn't hate on anybody getting money. Right. If you can come out of this environment. 
you know, the ghetto where you got motherfuckers hating on you, don't want you to succeed, and you finally get out of this crab in a barrel ass place, then kudos to you. However, talking from a rap perspective, I think a lot of these niggas is ass. I think they garbage. Um, a little Uzi Vert in other cities when I'm ass doing interviews is constantly brought up. Am I going to say that the brother's making money and feeding his family? Absolutely. I'm proud of him. Do I think he has the skill set? Fuck no. I'll be very honest. You know what I mean? And it's never shifted in this city. It's just the culture shifted in hip-hop, period. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at it, like, between that 2000 um, and 2005, 2006, Mark, Atlanta ran the game for, like, 20 years. On some real shit, if we start adding up the numbers, every nigga that comes out of it in Atlanta is um is prosperous in some kind of way because they changed the climate of music. Yeah, I mean the South definitely changed the climate of music. West Coast music was changed. New York, who's known for lyricism, started to do fucking club records. Philly, that was known for bars and gritty soul samples, started to crank out your little Uzi Verts and all of these guys because of the climate of music. I come from the OGs. I can't speak for nobody else. You know what I mean? Where these guys was telling us, you know, don't take pictures in this. You know what I mean? Move a certain way, you know. Move with your friends, you know what I mean? But watch out for your enemies. Like, we were taught a certain kind of way. We were taught the G-Code off the rip. So we embody that in our music. And when you're looking at your little Uzi Verts and these guys that's coming out of the city, like I said, I'm not mad at them brothers getting money at all. But if you want to say bar for bar, these motherfuckers can't rap. You know that. Y'all know that. Y'all not. I, I could bet right now. And I and I die right now. I don't think you guys on your phones have like a fucking discography of little Uzi Vert. I like mean, playing them. I don't. From what I've heard out of this new wave of people, I've heard people say that he can actually rap. He just kind of doesn't. But that's just what I've heard. And I we, I don't know. You know, if you're a basketball player in the NBA, you're supposed to like kind of play all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the fuck is going on? Like, Jimmy Butler can't kind of play. You know, uh, uh, LeBron, a Jordan, a Kareem, a Bird, whoever the fuck. These guys couldn't kind of play when they wanted to because they kind of be out the league. So that kind of shows you that kind of league we in right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I respect anybody that can feed their family because it's hard to fuck out here. Do not get it fucked up. But if you're talking about from the genre's perspective, I feel that these guys' skill set is slacking in their mag. Mm. And I won't bite my tongue like at all for that. You know what I mean? So. Mm. Now, do you think uh, do you think trap, like the, the genre of trap is, is its own genre at this point? Absolutely. You know, um, you look at these guys, and they're all doing trap music. It's not really a lot of hip-hop artists. You know, you look at guys that um, are hip-hop artists now, they're revered. You know what I mean? Because they actually have the skill set that they're supposed to, you know, have. It's like, if y'all... What, what's, let me ask y'all a question real quick. What's y'all favorite pizza spots? Well, uh, I don't even <laughs> eat pizza for real. <laughs> All right, well, what? All right, so a food spot. Say, everybody likes chicken, then. Let's just go with that, then. Let's go with chicken, then, right? 
you would want, if you're going into your KFC, your Popeyes, your uh, Bojangles, whatever, you would want the food to be prepared a certain way. Right. I'm not going to the fucking Popeyes and a mechanic is back there frying the chicken nigga. I'm not going back there. So I feel that the genres have to separate. Basically, my analogy is this, that if I'm going for bars, then I'm not looking for a little Uzi Vert or any of these other characters. I'm not looking for that. Trap is his own genre. I'm tired of the switch of it being like, oh, no, it's all the same. No, it's not. Madonna wasn't the same kind of singer Whitney Houston was, but they both sung. They both sung. Mm-hmm. It's just a Whitney Houston's at another level and a Madonna's at another level, respectively. But we never made the mistake of saying, oh, you know, Madonna, you know, she's like Aretha Franklin. No, the fuck she not. And Aretha Franklin is an Adele. You know what I mean? Like, we have to be real with this shit. So I feel that Trap has been his own genre since it started. Because it's not hip-hop. And that's not a knock on it. Those guys rap just like I would rap. But I like to rap over dirty soul samples. I like to create. I like to expand artistically on shit rather than just put the fucking beat on and go da 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that shit at all. That's not my steez. That's not my steez at all. But does trap need to be separated from hip-hop? Absolutely. We've never made, like I said, Hip-hop is disrespected because it is a black art form. We never saw Dylan get, like, fucking compared to, like, uh, like Bowie. There's no comparison. Bowie did more pop rock. Bob Dylan did more folk rock. It was a different thing. Does he sing like he sings? Yes. Does he, you know, play instruments or whatever? Yes. But... We not gonna make that mistake, you know what I mean? A Ben Wallace is different from a Michael Jordan nigga, so yeah. right. you know that's um, how I feel it. I think one of the craziest moments that I had um, when it comes to the whole thing of genres is um, I was in class one day and I had a teacher um, who told me that he was into hip hop and he said he really loves the love below. And it's like Andre wasn't really rapping on that album. You know, Big Boy was rapping on his side. And that's when I started to realize that they'll they'll take whatever it is as long as it's black and just put hip hop on it and not even give it the time to appreciate it for what it really is, you know? Right, right. And, and, and it's definitely like that. It's unfortunate that it's disrespected the way it's disrespected because I'm like, you know, we never made this fucking like you know, um, comparison to all these other, like, artists. Yeah, and even Drake. um, Drake said on one of his recent interviews, he said, you know, some of his songs that he does is not hip-hop, and he doesn't know why they just put it in hip-hop when it should probably go in another genre. Like, you know, his songs like One Dance and stuff like that, he said, you know, he shouldn't be nominated for hip-hop for that. It should go somewhere else, but they just want to put it in hip-hop just because it's, you know, black music or whatever. Yeah, so. no, and it, it's crazy. No, definitely it is. it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's kind of interesting with you because, um, you know, you work with your brother, um, and it's kind of cool how 
you guys are both on the same type of vibe and same type of wave. So, like, does your brother, you know, does he kind of align with you or do you guys have any differences or how does your musical relationship work? Well, to be very honest, um, me and my brother is damn near joint dead to hip. You know mm. what I mean? Me and him are very close. And, you know, we damn near just finish each other's sentences because growing up it was just me and him. You know mm. what I mean? So my other little brother was born. So you can, you know, understand that kind of camaraderie and that kind of chemistry. And we grew up listening to all the same things. So we were sitting down one day and um, was trying to figure out how we was going to get in the game, how we was going to, you know, start our own sound. And, um, you know, we couldn't find beats that fit our sound. You know what I mean? We're rapping over Timberland, beats, Kanye West, Soul, Samples, you know what I mean? Anything Just Blaze put out. And it got tiresome because the thing is, you're not going to be respected as an artist, really, if you're just rapping over everybody else's shit. You have to have some kind of original content and material. Mm-hmm. So we sat back and he just started looking through old music looking through samples, looking through certain things. And after a while, we just started making his music. And he already knows the kind of rapper I am, and I know the kind of producer that he is. So I know when he's playing me an idea that he wants me to stand on in a certain way. He may come to me with an idea, like we did this song called Murder Art. And um, he played me the beat, and the beat was crazy. And I was just like rapping, like you know, just kind of freestyling, trying to get like a little, um, a little idea of what I was going to do for the record, you know. And we just started building, and we finished the song like in thirty minutes, mm. like three mm. verses. Yeah, you know I mean, and that's like no fraud shit. Like that was just like one of those kinds of moments. Another song that was like that was um, with one of our artists on the label, Frio. Only God knows. And we put that song together really quickly. So we've always been able to work together. Now, there are differences. You know what I mean? He's more of a Eagles fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for, for my boys. Um, I'm a Celtics fan. You know what I mean? Um, so it's differences as far as, like, regular shit. But music-wise, like, there's no difference at all. Like, we attack tracks with the same intensity every time out because we understand in order for us to get on situations like I'm on right now, we have to consistently bring it. We have to consistently bring something that people are listening to and say, damn, this is something different. This is something refreshing. So our camaraderie is crazy. We, you know, we just was working on this uh, series that we're going to start. It's called The Three P. And it's going to consist of like three crazy records before this mid-season we're going to drop probably in the spring, um, early summer. And we're just putting a lot of different tracks together. And we got so many dope ideas because we think alike. You know, you can't go wrong when your point guard is, you know, Magic Johnson and you can ring. You know what I mean? Y'all kind of understand the flow of the game. You understand where you're supposed to be on the floor. You know what I mean? Um, So... To answer the question, me and him are really close, you know what I mean? And when we're creating music, like I said, we just try to attack it with a certain intensity and nobody's hurt, you know mm. what I mean? And give it our all on 100%. So, yeah, definitely. We definitely mm. joined that the hip on that. Now, um, now how, I mean, how how was it uh, for you and your brother to start Dead Wrong Records? Like, uh, you know, uh, I know it's been around for like several years now, but like, what was the process um, in, in making that transition? That transition from you know from from not just being artists but to also running your own label as well. Well, you know the the thing is, y'all. You know, 
in his game today, it's not like when Biggie um, demo was heard by Puff mm-hmm. um, or, you know, Jay-Z rapping outside of a club gaining a reputation or uh, Tupac um, being heard by, like, uh, Zach's daughter and being signed off the shirt for that. We live in a whole other time where it's nothing but do-it-yourself, 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 do-it-yourself. And I saw that talented artists really get shitted on because of the simple reason that they talented. I feel that way. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, you know, near and far when you actually are looking at good artists. So we decided, well, shit, ain't nobody going to sign us because we actually did it. We went into meetings. You know what I mean? And they wanted us to do track shit. You know what I mean? And we was like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. That's not us. You know, so we decided off the muscle, we would just start doing it ourselves and building the right kind of roster for the representation of the culture and hip hop. Yeah, I mean, in general, like, you know, we got Black on the label. He's from West Philly as well. Um, We got Caution that's actually our cousin. He's actually from New York. Yeah, I mean, he's got that kind of like punchline, Jadakiss kind of flow with Mm -hmm. like a Jay Elect kind of like flow, but like that kind of style. We got a Frio. I call him the, um, like, the Indian spaced-out Snoop Doggy Dog. You know what I mean? Like, he got, like, a whole nother kind of fucking style with him that we knew wouldn't really be accepted anywhere else. Because when you're looking at the game right now, you know, you look at your TDEs, um, you look at your uh, pro errors. These guys had to grind on five or six or seven years. You know what I mean? Growing everything organically because they didn't drop hits. They didn't have a funny dance. You know what I mean? Or like a funny jingle or some shit. They had to build everything from the ground up. So we looked at your death rows and how they was built. We looked at your bad boys um, and how they was built. Even your duck downs. You know what I mean? And how they was built independently and then went on ahead and started doing, you know, a number of great things. So we said, well, who's going to help you more than yourself? If you don't believe in yourself, who the fuck won't believe in you? To be very honest. So... Mm-hmm. We just we just decided to say, yo, let's make this label. You know what I mean? And the Dead Wrong basically comes from the Biggie song. You did mm-hmm. wrong. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we like that shit and we was like, yo, we're gonna name our label after that shit. This shit is hard. So we just went on ahead and did it and we've been running ever since. You know what I mean? Doing a bunch of shows, doing a lot of different promo and people really fuck with our music. So we just kept going, you know, and we felt that it was our duty actually to put one dope ass artist. Because I feel like a lot of dope artists don't get the respect they deserve because the game is so polluted. You know what I mean? I feel like it's too much of the same thing. You get tired of eating chicken every night. You need some steak. You need some potatoes. You know what I mean? You need more of a variety. So that was our idea, um, creating Dead Wrong and bringing it to the forefront, where it's like it's a do-it-yourself mentality, but we do dope-ass hip-hop, and it's a different style. So that's what basically influenced us to kind of do it on our own because we didn't really have a choice, you know? Hmm. That's what's up. And uh, what what new projects do you guys have coming up besides the? Uh, you, I know you said the three P, but do you have anything else? Um, the mixtape we're working on is a classic, y'all. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I'm not just saying, and I know niggas say that shit all the time. Oh, this is a classic. And you play three tracks, you're like, eh, this is about to be a weed grinder. So we're working on Long of the King right now. Um, that tape should be out. I want to say like in the spring, early summer release, and a three-peat is kind of like a precursor to that. You know what I mean? Where it's actually going to be a couple of tracks off of there that's going to actually appear on the tape. Mm. So 
it's going to be like a great, it's almost, like I said, it's basically a precursor to the Long Live the King project, which we're really working on. It's a lot of dope sounds we're fucking with, you know what I mean? Um, we're looking for like a NWA meets Public Enemy production sound with like the same kind of bars as your Nas, your Jays, you know what I mean? Um, your Biggies, your Pox, like these crazy like dope records. We've really been crafting it for a minute. You know, so we're really excited about this project, and we really think this is going to be the one for us to um, take us to the next level. And we've really been working hard. You know, we've been in the studio. We actually recorded um, a couple of songs last week. Um, we're constantly in the studio working, creating new ideas, and just looking for something, you know, to do that's outside the box. Yeah, you know I mean, and I don't know shit where nobody would understand it per se, but on some shit where it's like, oh, these guys are really creative and they're taking hip hop to another level. You know what I mean? We want to kind of be like pop scientists in a way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where we fucking with all kinds of chemicals and whipping up all kinds of shit to the point where when we present you with this product, you're going to be like, this product is crazy. These motherfuckers are really doing it and they're really putting the time, the blood, sweat, and tears and that effort into it. So we got the three-peat. We're going to be dropping that soon. We're going to be shooting a lot of visuals for this tape. Um, and we're just excited, man. You know, um, Frio's going to be working on stuff. Caution's working as well. And we're actually putting the campaign together. We're dropping a slew of singles from the label. And um, it's also going to include the three-peat as long with um, all the rest of the artist singles. So we're real excited, man. You know what I mean? We're pushing and we're making the right moves to be successful. So, you know, we got the three P coming and Long Live the King's gonna be out and um I guarantee it's gonna be a real crazy project. I think you guys would enjoy it. That's dope. Now, um if you could suggest for all the new listeners, uh three songs from Dead Wrong Records for people to Google, um to you know, get the introduction into what you guys have to offer, what three songs would those be? Well, I would definitely say Audubon, which is our newest single. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an animal record. Um, I'd say Murder Art. Murder Art was played by DJ Premier on Sirius at some uh, mm-hmm. clips on Sirius at some. Like they really was fucking with the record. Then he passed, reached out. We're we're, we're going to be working on some shit with him. Um, um, another Philly artist. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, definitely. We appreciate it, man. We just been grinding. And Murder Art really took off for us as well as Audubon. It was really getting a lot of spins for us on the radio, legitimate radio. Um, and then, to tell you the truth, a record that's really dope is the one that's um, Only God Knows. Um, Only God Knows is a really good track. That's got Frio on it. Um, that's got me and Azan on it. And we really just spit in that reality rap in, in, in life. You know what I mean? I think if you like that kind of reality rap and a real dope-ass beat with a smooth soul sample, I think people would fuck with that. I mean, if you go to, really, if you go to the Dear Wrong page, I don't think anybody would be disappointed by the work that we're putting out. You know what I mean? You can basically run through every track and bob your head to it and respect the craft. So if it was those three tracks, it'd definitely be those three. You know what hmm. I mean? And a fourth one as a consolation prize would be Beware of the Wrong that me and my brother did, which, um... Basically, it's like a back-and-forth Nas AZ kind of thing. You know mm. what I mean? Like how they did How You Living. Um, we kind of do like a similar thing on that, you know what I mean, with a dope beat, and we're just like running on it. So those are records that are definitely really powerful and strong um, coming from the label. And like I see it, if you're going down the Abron SoundCloud page, you would see like a slew of singles, and you can play each and every one of them and not be disappointed. 
that's what's good, man. Um, definitely, everybody, go check that out. Um, I guess in closing, where can people reach out to you? Um, find more music from you and your artists, Dead Wrong Records. Um, you know, shout out everything that you have, man. Uh, um, you can follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. at King and Champs. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at King and Champs, Facebook, Champs Mega Millions. Um, and then if you really want to find the music, all you really got to do is Google us. <coughs> to be honest, and a bunch of music will come up. Um, namely the SoundCloud page, um, the wrong SoundCloud page. Those are basically our um, newest songs and our newest material that's off of the label. Um, and then, you know, we dropped this little mixtapes. We got um, All Hell of the King and Kings of Kings. You know what I mean? Those are two dope mixtapes. Um, All Hell of the King did very good overseas. It actually went bronze. You know what I mean? We didn't buy no views. It's still the fuck up here. So, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we um, we really did the numbers on it. We have a legitimate fan base. And um, those are some of the tapes that are really um, dope. Those are our first two mixtapes. And like I said, everybody else on the label is more on the Dead Wrong SoundCloud page. And okay. that's where we're going to be uploading all of our new music. So you can definitely check me out on Twitter at King and Shams, Instagram on King and Shams, and, um, you know, the Dead Wrong SoundCloud page. Like it, follow it, and, and just enjoy some good music. That's what's good, man. We definitely appreciate having you on. Anytime you have anything new, you got our email, just shoot it to us and we'll, you know, retweet it and post it up and show some support. Um, We definitely appreciate you, man. And, um, you know, much love and much success in the future. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate y'all brothers having me on, man. I definitely do. I I was looking forward to this. You know what I mean? You brothers are doing a hell of a job. And, you know, I was sitting up there just listening to a lot of y'all stuff. You know what I mean? And you guys really conduct really good interviews. And that's something that's real important. So y'all should definitely give yourselves a pat on the back, man. I really enjoyed it. Oh, man, we appreciate it, man. (laughs) That means a lot. (laughs) Um, No, man, it's it's crazy. Y'all support no doubt, no doubt, man. Well, um, you know, with that, channel10podcast.com, Dead Wrong Records, King Shanks in the building. It's me, the Almighty AR, the Almighty AR.com. We got Singar Superior, SingarSuperior.com, and we out. Peace. Feeling this here. Yeah, son, you feel it, man. What up, son? We got to just do it, yo. Yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up, on, man? What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. Well, what up? All good, baby, in every hood, Bridge. son. Well, what up? Yep. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Network Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface.